0: Damn, I can't believe it's about morning Oh, ladies, this is Mario Yeah Oh he'd be in the bed, girl Getting all wild Fucking like it's going out of style
1: And you be like, yeah, yeah Getting all loud Fucking like we're trying to have a child Don't you up against the head, oh
0: Welcome back. We are back with another edition of the Fantasy Forty Podcast with myself, John Barry, my co-host Matt Walker, and of course our friends at Expand the Box Score. So week number nine is in the books. We are on to week ten. The double-digit weeks. We mentioned it before, but man, we are we are flying by now. Fantasy playoffs are really right around the corner. It's uh, I didn't even think of that until I just said it out loud. Yeah, playoffs left. are only a couple of weeks away. One month. Shit craziness so no sorry get your Five team's squared away well it depends i mean I, a couple start in week
1: 13 still i think that, scott fishbowl which, starts in 13 does it i mean they're still yeah. dude like 13 is like a massive bye week It's insane <laughs> correct Doesn't, and, and, and but scott does some sort of like you know, yes it's like it a it, like, total point from the like, year yeah so point, you yeah, yeah yeah you get hit with all those buys it it helps your team if you're had those guys all year, and now they're on a buy this week or that week. It's but, got, some, okay. yeah, it's got something to do with your yeah, average points and all that shit. I don't, yeah, because most leagues are fifteen, sixteen, seventeen at this point, right? So it goes through fourteen it would be fourteen. Correct, be the end of the regular season, in a three week playoff. All right, yeah, yeah. but Scott, no. oh yeah, we we can talk about the Scott Fishball if you want. I put an homage out to my team this morning after Daniel Jones went down for the year, and I just wow, this is this is not my year. And after the draft, I was I was pretty happy with my team, and it's been a nightmare. Like I, I think start, I, have a, and I a started record. good.
0: Yeah, I, I was but six and zero, like, and I. 0, I, think, <laughs> I started six and zero, and I think I was in like I don't remember. I was in that top quarter, top one hundred. I was somewhere up there after six weeks, but I I lost Justin Jefferson. Now I lost Cousins. I had that big Minnesota stack that was paying off. I mean, Cousins was. Cousins was QB four at one point. Jefferson was doing Jeffersony things, and then mm. even when he went down, Cousins was just firing the ball at Addison, and the t- he was still doing well enough. And uh, I mean, I cannot overcome that now. I'm, I was six and zero, and now I'm seven hey. and eleven, we'll... gone one and eleven. And
1: hey, I'm one and eleven, or I'm seven and eleven too. So, hey. so I exactly how I started. But at one point, I'm like, all right, maybe I see the playoffs again. All right, and then you know Trevor Lawrence underwhelms, and uh, you know I spend a ton of fat on Josh Kelly. He stinks. Daniel Jones is now out. Uh, Jerry Judy was like I went hard after him. Fuck. He stinks. I'm afraid I had some other guys get hurt. That the, yeah, the team has evolved since. But I'm looking at my team. I'm like, man, like I still don't think I have a bad team here. Like we gave in with all the injuries. Just looking at it, and I'm already done. Talk about Jerry Judy so,
0: for a second. Yeah, uh, when, I'm. I, I would prefer not to now. Sure, he. I'm. Th- that offense is a, is a shit show. Doesn't do anybody any favors. However, except for Russell I'm, Wilson, somehow, I'm convinced that Jerry Judy just isn't good.
1: Is he just not good? You know that I'm a I'm a candle burner, so I, I'm not going to. That's why I'm asking you. <clears throat> <laughs> I mean, I, when you I, when you give up, we can move on.
0: Like <laughs> <You're the man. laughs> my, my,
1: my grip is certainly lessened <laughs> on the on the fucking old Candelabra at this point in time. Because yeah, I mean, he hasn't his best game this year. Oh no! this was against KC. He had two for fifty and a touchdown. I mean, that's thirteen fantasy points. Two for fifty. Yeah, he actually had a five for 81. So he had 13.1 <sighs> in another week. So he hasn't exceeded 13.1 fantasy points. <clears throat> and he's seen no less than five targets. It's crazy. He's seen between five and seven targets every week. It's five set. This is weird. Five, seven, five, seven, five, five, six. That's his target counts. Like, so there's a mandatory minimum for uh, Jerry Judy targets in a week. But that and could also be
0: a mandatory maximum. Sounds maximum, like.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. There's a range. Um, but, yeah, he can also put up a 3-for-14 stat line, which which happened Ugh. against Kansas City. So, yeah, he's been abysmal. He's still the second-leading receiver on their team um, as far as yards are concerned. Now, Cortland Sutton has kind of got to where I thought Cortland Sutton was going to be last year with with Russ and kind of play the DK role. And he Sutton has six touchdowns on a year. Like, no one's getting their yardage and reception-wise. Cortland Sutton leads the team with 380 receiving yards. I mean, that's <laughs> – How many – I remember someone was talking about this on the radio – He's got six
0: touchdowns. How many uh, receptions?
1: 33. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. it's
1: like one every five. It's, it's just, crazy. yeah, one a five and a half, you know, reception. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, he's still just getting there by touchdowns, um, but not not Jerry Judy. But, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I can't defend the guy anymore. Like, they don't throw it enough in the offense, but somehow Russell Wilson's still getting there at the end of the day, right? So someone's getting yards, catches, and touchdowns. You know, Russ is thrown for 16 touchdowns on the year. I mean, that's that's not (laughs) insignificant.
0: That's a crazy. That doesn't even sound possible.
1: How the fuck did he get to 16? And you know, Brandon Johnson has three. Julio McLaughlin has two. And then, like, there's a cavalcade of dudes with one, including Jerry Judy. And Lil Jordan Humphrey has the same amount of touchdowns, receiving touchdowns on the year, as Jerry Judy does. I, I can't. <clears throat> yeah, it's tough. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a tough hill to die on. But I thought, oh yeah, finally getting him a quarterback. And listen, he had that stretch last year. It looked like it was connecting, it was with Russell Wilson at the end of the year. And I'm like, this should carry over now that uh Peyton's there. And no, it was a nightmare at first. And then like Judy's like fighting with everyone and beefing with Steve Smith, which will just end your career. You can't go at Steve Smith ever. Like you you just you're not winning that. <laughs> it's Steve Smith has too much dog in him to to lose those type of arguments. And
0: isn't it nuts he, that he hasn't been in a videoed fist fight somewhere?
1: <laughs> I really just he, I think it's the way he carries himself. I like there's just, you, this. You world, think people
0: right, are just like I, I'm not even gonna mm-hmm. fuck with him?
1: Yes, I'm not playing that game. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be that I guy. Love, I like right him. Now. Yeah, he's. Fun. I, like, I like him as a player. A, he's even better I'm not as a player. player i always been a huge fan. Uh, what was it? Was he? What's his nickname? Was he like Agent Eighty Nine or something like that? was Steve Smith? Steve Smith had to have a nickname. We're, we're going mm-hmm. on old Pro Football Reference. We're going way off the rails quick on this one. But some of our best material. It, because
0: of Jerry Judy.
1: <clears throat> yeah, you did it's that. The worst part. All right, so no nicknames at all <clears throat> on Pro Football Reference. That is that is a rarity. Where you don't see a single one, you know his name is Steveon Latrell Smith Jr. Stav- I, I knew he was a I didn't know that Latrell, Latrell, it's two A's, Latrell. I don't even know how to say that.
0: I mean, he's a bad he, man. And I was looking something up, but I came to another quote-unquote breaking story. George Pickens is apparently bitching a bunch to the Steelers and, uh, oh, yeah, a ton. And Tom, but Tomlin's backing him up. Quote, he expresses frustration all the time. He wants to be significant, blah, blah, blah. I want guys who want the football, I want guys who want to be a central reason why we're successful. It's a non issue, to be quite honest with you. Squeaky wheel gets the grease and I'm I'm very curious now to see what happens in the next game if Pickens ends up <clears throat> that uptick in targets. I don't see I mean that offense can support two wide receivers, so it'd be nice to pepper both of them with targets cuz Johnson is
1: getting them. John, you unknowingly just transitioned us right back on the rails, right? Because the Steelers played on Thursday night last week. So, let's one key stat this thing and of be a round was, of applause for you, was, by the way. <laughs> it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I'm like, oh, listen, we're here now. All right. So the the Billy Jeans, did you, did you get the Billy Jeans reference on Will Levis? You know, that's his nickname oh. now. It's terrible. It, Will Levis' <clears throat> nickname is Billy Jeans? You, you understand why? It's pretty obvious. Mm. No. Well, his name's Will, right? So William. Some people go by Billy, right? Bill, okay. Billy. And then mm-hmm. Levi's, Levis, Jeans. I hate that you, I hate
0: this description, but it's, a, I mean, we've talked about nicknames before. That's a,
1: that's a plus. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. I'm like, listen, someone, it, it wasn't a stretch to get there. If you just look at it, it's just not how he says his name, but I, I don't like it. I don't I, if I was, if I'm Levis, I'm, I'm coming out strongly against it. Like I'm releasing a statement. <laughs> like let's stop this before it starts. No,
0: no, no. That, and that's how a good nickname starts, right? The guy complains about it, so you tweak it. So he goes from like Billy Jeans to Bill Denim, and then he hates that even worse. <laughs> wow. And
1: now he's stuck. He's just Bill Denim forever. And then he has, then he has to go back. And you're like, no, <laughs> no, yep, no. you blew it. William Denim. Yeah, <laughs> Willie <laughs> Denim. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> now we've made it worse for him.
1: Uh, but back to the game. Back to yeah, that so, shit game. These fighting Pittsburgh Steelers are five and three on the season. They beat the three and five Tennessee Titans twenty two sixteen on Thursday night football. It, it, I watched the game because I actually wanted to see Will Levis. Uh, and I watched it more than I watch usually it. do. Yeah. If there, if the Titans could have fielded a top fifty college football offensive line. They would have beat the Steelers on Thursday Night Football. Like that offensive line is hot garbage, and Levis looks the part, like the real deal. Like if there was just a passable offensive line in front of him, they beat the Steelers. But again, somehow the Steelers win because that's what the Steelers do. Somehow the Steelers are five and three. Somehow Tomlin's going to have an above five hundred record again. <clears throat> it's you know death taxes and Steelers. You know you know Tomlin teams above five hundred. But you were talking about George Pickens, so <clears throat> the one key stat from the game. In the two weeks since returning from IR, your boy, Deontay Johnson, has seen 23 targets, caught 15 of them for 175 yards and a touchdown. During that same time, George, crying his face off, sulky pants pickings, has seen 10 targets, caught three balls for a total of 21 yards and a touchdown. He was sulking on the sideline when D- when Deontay Johnson caught that touchdown late in the game, and then the entire team and the stadium was like cheering because it's been like over a calendar year since Deontay Johnson got a touchdown. And Pil- Pickens was literally arms folded, sulking on the bench on the sideline because he couldn't get his feet in bounds earlier in the game and score a touchdown. So this this guy that's like a competitor, on, no, he's dude, he is stats all day every day. I am. So out on George Pickens, it's not even funny. He's the next thing to get shipped out of Pittsburgh. Like he's not the second contract Pittsburgh receiver. He's Chase Claypool all over again.
0: Oh, see, I, I read that differently. I th- I think he gets Tom McKay in the mouth. He's
1: just trying, you know, he's damage controlling this right now. But listen, it's not gonna end well. It's not. And and Kenny Pickett sucks. Kenny Pickett's terrible. He's not a Top thirty quarterback in the NFL. He's got right something
0: ridiculous already—like six comeback wins in two years.
1: It, well, it, one, it's because of their defense, hundred percent. And sure. because, oh, good and good. Let, let's let's just yeah, let's encapsulate this right. One is because he doesn't score any points for his team for the first three quarters <laughs> with the offense, and then the defense keeps them in the game, so he's able to get all these comebacks because he had he never gets his team a lead. So it, it, it shouldn't be like a positive stat for Kenny Pickett. I would like to see like, okay, so yeah, he won six, you know, six comebacks. Yeah. Uh, so already in his career. Well, tell me what his stats were through the first three quarters of all those games.
0: Well, yeah, the, I guarantee opposite. they were terrible. I guarantee right. the, the, the opposite is you win no comebacks, but like how many games have your, have your team held the lead for, you know, exactly seventy percent of the exactly. time. It's,
1: it's, yeah, it's all a matter of perspective, right? It sounds cool. Right. Six comeback wins so far in his career. He's also got like ten passing touchdowns in his career. Like, like I already saw a stat. I think C.J. Stroud has more passing touchdowns than Kenny Pickett does. Like in their career Cor- career already, career, career touchdown. Passes. That's fantastic. Stroud's already passed him, yeah, and and Pickett has an extra year on him. Like, dude's just not good. You know, like that was a bad quarterback draft. They should have waited. You know, to let Trubisky start for a year. And try and go after someone else because they're going to end up, be, he's going to be their quarterback for like a decade plus. That's just what Pittsburgh does because he'll oh, be yeah. like good enough, but he's, you're never ever winning with, with, uh, baby hands picket. So too, too got much time of, on got, the
0: Steelers. <laughs> got one of the hottest, uh, wife, girlfriends in the whole league though. She's uh, yeah? one of my
1: favorites. Okay. Oh, yeah. Got the baddest bitch in the game wearing my chain. (laughs) Right, John? (laughs) All right. We jump from Thursday to early morning Sunday football in Deutschland, where the Miami Dolphins disappoint once again playing any respectable team. They lose to the Kansas City Chiefs 21-14 in an absolute disaster of a game. These overseas games have uh, just – it needs to stop. I, I don't care about trying to grow this game internationally. The quality of the product stinks. You're never going to be able to have franchises overseas. It makes no sense logistically. It, I just just pray like, and it won't because there's so much money to be made, and these idiots overseas they don't even know good football. Like it's so they're they're clamoring for it, but it's terrible. Neither of these offenses went over 300 total yards of offense. We're talking about the Patrick Mahomes led Chiefs and the tuatunga vailoa led Dolphins couldn't get over 300 total yards in the game. It sucked, and there wasn't a legit fantasy option on the whole Chiefs roster, none, even though they won the game. And Raheem Mostert got there late with two, like, junk carries where they were running, you know, they were, they were playing like a cover three and, and letting them run underneath. This game was a travesty. This could have been, like, one of the best games of the year if it were actually in Kansas City, and it was just a, an under-letdown in in Germany. T- totally terrible. Yeah, I mean, just
0: giant. <laughs> it, it's just worse because of who it was, too, right? Like, if it was whatever the you mentioned the Titans, let's say it's the Bears in Tennessee. Nobody gives a shit if that game sucks. Like, you're not going into it with any expectations. But for this one to stink, it's yeah, it, it hurts.
1: Just in the build up. I can't imagine how this was being promoted in Germany. Like. You know, two of the best teams in the league, you know, the the six and two Chiefs against the six and two dolphins, defending Super Bowl champs against the upstart. You know, Mike McDaniel led Dolphins and it's like wah wah wah. Like 21-14, where you know, the, the dog shit Steelers Titans game was 20 to 16. And and honestly, more exciting on <laughs> Thursday night football than this Germany disaster. So it it's gotta stop. And I'm pretty sure there's another Germany game this week, which that one will suck too. Bet the under. Um yeah, If you check the handle, 11 unders in the games last week. It's, it's Underville in the NFL this year. Shit product. Okay. Talking about a shit product. The now Josh Dobbs, I guess, led Minnesota Vikings went down to hot Atlanta to visit Arthur Smith and the Atlanta Falcons and beat them 31 to 28. I just said, Arthur Smith either needs to agree to shave his arrogant ass mustache or resign immediately. He's just completely inept with the town he has. I don't give a shit about your quarterbacks. There's a ton of bad quarterbacks. Josh Dobbs was in Minnesota for like three days last week and was able to put functional li- offense
0: five, up literally five.
1: There. Yeah, and and never took a first team snap in practice. Didn't take one snap. Wasn't supposed to play. Was not the intent. And goes out there and just carves up the Falcons. They win the game. And, you know, Johnny Smith had another day. One long one long reception, but 21 fantasy points for Johnny. And then the the sad news is Cam Akers tore his other Achilles tendon. Oh, I thought it was uh, the same. Now it's his the other. left Achilles it's tendon fucks. now. It's, it's, just, it, sir. It's, cr- it's just so so crazy. You know, I was, like, praying for, like, the redemption story in Minnesota. And now, now it's like you're in a full lean Alexander Madison again, and then everyone's going to go, like, re-pick up ty chandler you know off their waiver wire and it it won't matter whatsoever probably Did, but
0: i got a, i got a fun arthur smith fact that i just learned you ready none for of this? them are fun
1: but his dad's true. a billionaire invented fedex yeah his dad he, he didn't is, know
0: that? yeah no i just found out he is the heir to the fedex throne which is pretty big. Wow.
1: Well, he has no affiliation. with FedEx, but you also realize Correct. he got his start in Washington. You know what the name of the of the field is in Washington? FedEx Field. Are hmm. you telling me there is a chance that there were shenanigans afoot? <laughs> there's shenanigans <laughs> afoot it is what there was. <laughs> I, I think it might have been while Mike was there. Kyle later on, like yeah, there's yeah, it, there's a yeah. It's it's a well known story. You know, that's uh, I didn't know that. Oh, John, didn't you go know. check my, my Twitter timeline like a week ago. I go, I, I forget, it was like, and in other news, you know, the year is 2024, and I forget what his dad's name is uh, Frederick Smith or something like that. Purchases the Atlanta Falcons for Arthur Blank and signs his son to a lifetime contract as the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude's, got, dude's got tons of cheddar in the bank. Huh. Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's interesting. That's why Arthur Smith has such hubris, he can't fail. He literally, he's already won. That's he's amazing. just he's doing this, he's doing this for fun. He's, he's literally just fucking with reporters. He's doing, he's like, he's i like, want gonna say how long they'll let me do this.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, we, that's what Arthur totally <laughs> we're waiting. <laughs> just going off and the rails on some of these things. I'm just reading Arthur Smith's <laughs> I mean, bio real quick. Sometimes it's warranted. Right. Yeah. I'm reading his bio and, like, it's got a thing. Go as, ahead. Him and his wife and his kids live in Atlanta. And I literally went, to myself. That's a fucking city. I I don't know anyone who's been there fired. that likes
1: it. Yeah. If he's smart, he's trying to get fired. That's poisonous. A hellhole. Fuck out of there. I man. went there twice last year and I swore never to go again. I had to. It was on business. It was. Like so painful being there. It's disgusting. It's dirty. Like yeah, everything about it. And Atlanta, you do b- do better, Atlanta. Yeah. Being a little start- What? That didn't happen. What week is this? Week seven. How do you do that? All right. I don't have to acquiesce to that one, but. All right, so off of Arthur Smith, we can talk about it more later if you want. Because yeah, I've been spending an undue amount of time on uh, on Mister Smith there. So I got, I got more later. Don't worry. Your Seattle Seahawks head to Baltimore to get just curb stomped by the Baltimore Ravens, oh. thirty-seven to three. Your Seahawks, John. I'm sorry, they're a paper tiger. They they just they got. Oh scared. yeah, they were. Not even Correct. competitive. They shouldn't shouldn't have showed up. I mean, it's literally like to just just get back on the bus at, at this one. And Lamar Jackson's kind of turned into a fantasy ghost. The Ravens have scored 106 points, 106 NFL points in the last three weeks. And Lamar Jackson has one QB1 performance during that time. He was QB two during one of those weeks, but he also was QB 15 and QB 27 in the two other weeks. It's become such a run-heavy script all over again. Because they're beating up on teams, and Lamar Jackson doesn't have to throw, and Jamar, Lamar Jackson doesn't really run anymore. He's become much more measured in the way that he runs, and I don't know that Lamar Jackson is a QB1 anymore in Dynasty. I don't. I'm being dead honest. There's clearly no way they're ever getting away from this run-heavy script. And he's not taking, like, short yardage touchdowns. He doesn't get, like, the bunnies like Jalen Hurts does or Josh Allen. Like, if he doesn't score from, like, 30 yards out, he's not he's not sneaking one in from a yard out. They're hitting it to Gus Edwards three times. Yeah. 100%. And it's, it's painful because I have a, a lot, a lot, a lot of Lamar Jackson. On the year, Lamar Jackson is QB 5 on the year. He has nine passing touchdowns so far this year. So he's gotten away with it. He does have five rushing touchdowns and 440 yards, which is mind blowing to me that he has that many yards rushing. He's leading the NFL in rushing yards at the quarterback position by a healthy margin. Number two is Joshua Dobbs with 116 less yards than Lamar Jackson. I remember Lamar had a hundred-yard rushing game one week. So maybe week buy one. This one. In the other eight games, he's had three hundred and forty-ish yards. So that that's more than Lamar. I know he's that one big week has kind of carried him. Where he's like a thirty to forty rushing yards a game guy. Now he's not like a sixty yards per game. And I'm not even going to try to do the math to see what he actually is because three. I am going to do the math. Three forty by eight. <laughs> you're you're a liar yeah, that number's still higher. Yeah. Yeah, it is still higher than I want it to be. I could usually do this shit in my head, but I'm on the spot. Yeah, forty-two and a half. Okay. Yeah. So that's exactly what I thought. He's like a thirty to forty rushing yards per game player now. And he's not and he's got nine passing touchdowns on the year in nine games. He's averaging one passing touchdown and roughly forty yards rushing a game right now. He's it's how he's QB five is is beyond me, to be totally honest with you. It's I know there's a lot of injury at the position, but that should not be the yeah. case. I mean, that's, that's stunning more than anything. But nonetheless, I, I'm i done. Like, I can't find the matchup where he should matter. Like, they're playing Cleveland this week, and I'm going to sit him, and he's going to rush for 120 yards in a touchdown. Two touchdowns. It's, 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 yep, yep, probably. Probably, John. It's uh, I was going to say, I feel like they played him earlier this year, and they did. They played him in week four. Lamar Jackson threw for 186 yards in two touchdowns had nine carries for 27 yards, and how many touchdowns rushing, John?
0: I don't know. Zero? What you just say? Zero? No,
1: the first time. Oh. Uh, two. I, what did I say, two? Yeah. Yep, two touchdowns. And I vividly recall this week because I sat him and Mark Andrews. You know who both passing touchdowns went to? <laughs> Mark yep. Andrews. You're right. Yep. So the week before against Indy, he rushed for 101 <laughs> yards and two touchdowns. So in a two week span, he rushed for 128 oh, yards and four of his great. five touchdowns. He's been he's been a liability. He did run for sixty yards against Seattle this week, but did not throw a touchdown for the now third time yeah, through nine games this year. I'm I am baffled. There's like a paradox here. How is Lamar Jackson qb five when I'm looking at all these just just average stats? I mean. All right, moving on. Can't can't do it anymore. The Arizona Cardinals sacrificed Clayton Toon to the football gods in a twenty-seven to nothing embarrassment at the hands of the the aforementioned Cleveland Browns. Uh, so the run game struggled, and Deshaun Watson still looked crappy, even though he yeah. threw for two nineteen and two touchdowns, and he rushed for another twenty-two yards on three carries. Like. I mean, he's looked worse, but he still doesn't look good. Um, all his deep balls go to Amari Cooper. Pretty much all his passes go to Amari Cooper at this point. But I'm just waiting for him to take another hit and see what happens. This just wasn't even an NFL football game. Yeah, I mean, the the Cardinals should have just you know opted not to play this one. You know, as they set <laughs> everyone out like because you just, like, yeah Can you forfeit yeah I mean it's probably there's probably something about revenue yeah yeah you know, we you know, we need ticket sales we need concessions like just. Just put anyone out there like, how about this Clayton Toon guy? We're like, "Ah, all right, we'll do that. We're just, we're not going to, we're not keeping Josh Dobbs and we're definitely not putting Kyler out there. So yeah, nothing more to say, you know, it's just at least Watson's back, but the Cardinals, they're, they are, are, they're, they're going for it, John. They really are. I'm just shocked that they're actually Mm. putting Kyler Murray out there to be totally honest with you. Um, Breaking news as well, uh, as I just got double alerted on my phone and one of them, I heard, I heard it okay yes so the first is carson wentz <laughs> i i knew it where's he going the rams i didn't know that that means stafford is fucked fucked uh, i'm a little concerned all right well they're going into a bye this week which is also strange so are they trying to like get a week like a you know an extra week i'm getting but they are like
0: fucked ready Stafford's to go.
1: done done then yes it's, it's concerning um and then the other news, which it was, yeah, you know, they they don't need to break this news, but it's just a vote of confidence. Will Levis has been officially named the starter rest of season in Tennessee. So, so some I would little. feel
0: bad for Tannehill, except he's made so much money; it's ridiculous. He's, and made, way, he's made
1: way too much money.
0: And number two, well, I tie this into where we started with Kenny. Pickett. On, Maybe number two, best looking wife in the league. <laughs> You are running pure today, John. So, all right, off of that. Oh, imagine, you- <laughs> imagine if I was actually taking my pain meds. Ah, I, I, I thought you were. To be totally honest, with no, you. I've taken nothing. It's a little surprising. I'm a, I'm a fucking man. Like we talked about all these. Yeah.
1: You're on your game. Pussies. I'll tell you that. Yeah, you're on your game, John. Uh, so I just thought you were high functioning. To be honest with you. So no, those L.A. Rams went into Green Bay to Lose to the Packers 20 to 3. The Packers are three and five in the season. The Rams are three and six. Neither of these teams are going anywhere. But our boy, Aaron Showtime Jones, what's his name? LaFleur finally came out and said, full go. You know, shackles are off. You know, like whatever. Uh, 24 touches, 99 yards, and a rushing touchdown. And the Packers won. It's like crazy. Like that you get your best player, a lot of touches, and you don't let Jordan Love lose <laughs> your game. Ridiculous. And and good things can happen. In other news, Christian Watson saw two targets. For a seven point seven percent target share, and scored four point seven fantasy points. It was it, if it's a yes or no answer. It was Christian Watson a one year wonder?
0: No, but I think he built too lofty of an expectation. He missed the first half of the year, and he comes out and explodes. Kind of similar to the way Odo Beckham kind of came on the scene. Not comparing the players, but you know. It, it. It just gave people false hope. I, I think he's good, and I think he's going to end up being just that big splash play kind of guy. Where Dubs and Reed are going to be more reliable in that offense week to week, assuming they don't keep giving Watson a shit ton of targets when he's out there. I I like that group of receivers, and but Watson's just my third favorite. I don't think he's a complete. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think he's a bust or bad, but I think expectations just got way out of hand because he hit the road running
1: yeah i mean he had nine touchdowns on uh 48 touches last year 41 receptions, seven carries i mean that's i i'm somewhere in the middle like i used you to say yes or no if, if i was literally like forced to pick a side i would say yes he is a one-year wonder I just well I didn't like him coming out personally. I, I wasn't that high on him level, comp, age. Like sure he was big and fast, but like I don't know. It just there's something about him that I was just like, Yeah, yeah, I could see him catching a couple of long touchdowns, but he he's never gonna be a volume target earner. Um now he's starting to pick up some injuries, so I don't know. I I'm, I'm concerned. I also think this offense is totally broken and Jordan loves one and done uh, in Green Bay, so it's uh going to be interesting to see what they do going forward but from that game to the best damn game of the week the Tampa Bay Buccaneers head down to Houston to face off against the Texans and CJ Stroud defends his turf and brings the Texans to a 4 and 4 record with a 39 to 37 victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers Imagine drafting Bryce Young over CJ Stroud in real or fantasy football, John. Like, I mean, could could not be me, bud? Like,
0: the thing is, it it happened. I mean, like NFL. (laughs) What makes it worse? Isn't it worse that he was like picked directly after him? Like, you don't feel as bad if he fell to seven, but knowing that that's how it went down, you're like,
1: and and no, that Carolina traded above them. Oh no, like so they even gave pieces away. To take Bryce Young. Like, they had their choice. Like, who knows who Houston had ranked higher? I don't know that that's ever come out. We have had C.J. Stroud ranked higher. But nonetheless, the Texans clearly won this battle. C.J. Stroud has three games already in his rookie career with at least 300 yards, two touchdowns and zero interceptions in the same game including this 470 yard five touchdown zero interception masterpiece against the Bucks defense. He was quarterback one overall last week. He's a st- and he didn't, didn't do it rushing at all. It's all on his arm. He can breathe, he's a little mobile, but this dude is surgical. And he's got That's some explosive great. weapons and Collins and Tank Dell. And, you know, he's making Schultz a tight end one again. Like, their run game doesn't exist, and it doesn't matter. He's throwing you know, this 302 year. every week.
0: The, the thing, too, to remember about Young <laughs> and just drafts in general, right? Sure. It, sure. Typically, every draft only has two quarterbacks that hit. So Young is obviously a hit. And Anthony Richardson sure the fuck looks the part. So if you're just playing the numbers – well, Historically, you, hit. you meant Strouds a hit. No, I meant I, you said no Stroud. I didn't mean Young. You, I meant uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I was like, hold on, where was Indy, Indy yeah. guy. Yeah, Anthony what Richardson. Was yeah, Anthony Richardson. Richardson. Yeah. I, was on, I got the A mixed. I was like yeah. putting the A on his last yeah, name. We are saying
1: Stroud, Stroud and Richardson are legit. Clearly, the hits. Will
0: Levis has looked good. Uh, the odds of getting three or four out of a class is very slim. So if Levis is even decent, I mean, again, playing the numbers, that means Young is fucked. <laughs> he has no <the> chance.
1: Right <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he's too little. Sorry, it's just it's, it's what it comes down to. And then the fact yeah. that he's he's set up so poorly. Like, not that Houston has like top-notch wide receivers, but they didn't go and just part with their best wide receiver and not have a first-round pick next year to be able to bring in a receiver to grow with. Um, Bryce Young, there's there's not receivers, like, they're not a plenty on the open market, right? Like, and they're going to, the ones that are, are going to command a premium, Like, you know, like when a Tyree kill was available, you know, by train, stuff like that. Like, so they're not going to get it, their receiver, core course, is not going to be notably better next year. It's just not. They're going to, like, draft another second-round wide receiver and hope he hits. Like, Bryce Young is just stuck in the mud and he's too short to get out. He can't get out of it. He's already undersized and now he's, like, sinking, you know Carolina and, sinking and sand. That's uh that's what Bryce Young's dealing with. Not that I don't yeah, think he's a good quarterback. And, and, he's undersized, he's in a bad scheme. You know, he's not gonna be able to run like he did, got away with it in college. Like he's just he's just gonna be this like, run at a mill. Like, unfortunately, he's just gonna be like an average quarterback for probably eight to ten years and and suck for fantasy. Like he's gonna teams and be bad for you know who runs them.
0: He's not athletic enough to overcome hmm. it. You know what I mean? Like Russell Wilson's short, but he's stocky. He also played baseball mm-hmm. well enough and to Tyler. Yeah. Yeah, well yeah. enough to play fucking preseason mm-hmm. with the Rangers and shit every off off year, so what? off season. So like Young has none of that going for him. You know, the thing coming in was his, you know, high football IQ and all that shit which matters and like you said probably is enough to keep him middling in the NFL for years. But unfortunately, it's, it, it ain't enough to probably save Frank Reich's job or whoever their fucking GM is. That's going to be their downfall.
1: Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's be rough sledding down there in Carolina. Back to Sunday football. The Washington Commanders go into Foxborough and beat the Patriots without half of their defense, 20 to 17. The Patriots are now down to two and seven. This is this. This is this is no bueno. I mean, does does Belichick get another season? they'll no way they'll fire him in season. Does he get another season? Because he's still going for records. I think he hit like 300. He hit like a regular season wins, but he's like, I forget how many short of like the all time record. But it might take him three more years to get there. At this point, in I, time. I don't know if the uh, if Kraft has
0: the patience. But if it was me, I believe he is. To get one more year to fix it, whether that means drafting another quarterback, firing, hiring different coordinators, I don't know. But I think, just given the track record, you give the guy an extra year. But if they fired him, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be sitting at home going, "Are you kidding me?" I, I
1: they're fucking awful. I get it. Yeah. So I was right. Bill Belichick won his 300th game, which when they're their second win of the season, he's 28. 28- Wins behind Don Shula, and crew wins. I didn't think it was that much. That is a lot. That's like no, nah, we're not. We don't got twenty. <laughs> we don't got twenty more wins left in us to, to wait. But trying to think, like, where the heck? All right, but it's going too deep. I he, he's not setting the all time wins record uh, as a Patriots head coach. <laughs> that's I mean that's what's poor inclusion. All right, but back to the game. Fancy relevance. Ra- Ramondre Stephen finally popped off. Nine carries for 87 yards and a rushing touchdown. Also had four catches for 42 yards and the Patriots still lost the game, but it was close enough that he was able to see those 13 touches. I already mentioned that Chase Young and Montez Sweat not on this team anymore. This was like a toothless pass rush and front four. you know, the interior is decent, but nothing on the edges for Washington. And, the Patriots still can't win at home. And then Slingy sl- slinging Sammy Howell just continues to post startable fantasy weeks. Goes for 325 with one touchdown, one interception, and there's another 27 yards on the ground. I don't know if he's the future in Washington. I personally don't think he is. I like him and I think he's good, but I just think Washington needs to fully just burn it down and, and reset. So maybe they let him be their quarterback for another year or two as they're rebuilding this thing, but I don't think he's like a huge dynasty asset. Um I think he gets one or two, more I, years, one or two. I, more like years, I, I do too. He's fun, but I just don't, I don't see the long-term viability um, with him. I think they're just going to use his, his what day three rookie contract to their benefit. I mean, at some point they need to replace him with a, a high pick. I mean, there's a chance
0: he develops a, a, the year before he came out. Everybody liked him, you know, listen, but,
1: I, I he was my quarterback one in the class. Yeah. You I know don't know I mean, I don't hate the guy. I, I think he's. I don't. I think it would be him.
0: interesting to see what well, happens. He takes
1: five thousand sacks. He takes the mo- most. He's like David Carr's. Like this, dude needs to protect himself. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> that's the NFL Network. Like he's gonna get hurt out there. He takes mind numbing sacks. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I that's that's my feeling. Is he, he he's you know he was the best at a bunch you know in that year. But then we're talking about Desmond Ritter and. Kenny Pickett and the like, it was such a bad class that year that it might not matter um, where he got picked or what we thought of him at the time. I just, I don't think it's, I don't think he's long-term in Washington. From that to the Chicago Bears, your other team, your hometown Chicago Bears head down to the Big Easy to face off against the Northern States. They lose 24 to 17. Tyson Bajan was decent in, in the game. He's been pretty respectable for like a but a, a D2 prospect, you know, with you know, at a Shepherd University. But the, the one stat I want to reference is Taysom Hill. He's just undeniable at this point. On Sunday, he w- was their best runner. He had 11 carries for 52 yards. He was one for one with a three-yard pa- TD as a passer. And then he just chipped in another three receptions for 13 yards and a touchdown as a receiver he has gotten more and more involved in the offense literally every single week of this season. And he's a must start tight end uh, at this point. Right. Yeah. Absolute must. He's a top five tight end. Yeah. I, I he's mean, I, he had the... so involved. He's like their entire red zone package is Taysom Hill. He's going to be handling the ball in the red zone, whether he's running it, throwing it or catching it. <laughs> it's at, it's Taysom time in the red zone. I mean we, for some reason he seems like it's been coming up
0: the last like three or four weeks. It's just fucking maddening, actually, the way they use and him. Like, and then when you see when you see where he's ranked and you're like, none
1: of this is actual tight end work though. No, none of it it's makes sense. Crazy. I mean, he he so did crazy. catch a touchdown, you know. If it's if four for thirteen and one alone probably makes him, you know, startable tight end. Right, because he's he got four receptions, he yeah. got a touchdown, and he's involved in the offense. You know, but no, he had 52 yards rushing on it, and then he threw a touchdown as well. Just, you know, Crazy. just keep just putting to putting the cherries on top for him. He's just so involved; it's insane. But Saints five and four, gonna win uh, the NFC South. And they shouldn't. No one should they should just should refuse in- to, <laughs> to <laughs> refuse to allow them to the host a playoff
0: game four-way tie and they do a coin flip oh i like it right, what about
1: a battle to the death fight to the death play fucking oh, play war like, yeah, like in vegas
0: been. vacation huh. yeah <laughs> take a number <laughs> all right I can't, believe, so. I can't believe war is real <laughs> i hit the fucking strip you fucking <laughs> degenerate loser motherfucker you're playing war For five bucks a hand, you should kill yourself.
1: Oh, God. Uh, Oh, the good old days. All right. So we're going to be a little little faster here. We're running high because we went so off the rails. The Indianapolis Colts beat the Carolina Panthers 27 to 13. Yes, the Gardner Minshew-led Indianapolis Colts went into Carolina and beat the number one overall pick, Bryce Young-led Carolina Panthers 27 to 13. How'd they do it? IDP Shadow. We never talk about it. Kenny Moore, two defensive touchdowns, pick sixes yeah. oh. <laughs> on the week. In other news, I traded for Adam Thielen in multiple spots last week, and he, well, caught five passes for 29 scoreless yards. How you feeling, John?
0: Listen, you, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a one game.
1: yourself? Taking advantage of a
0: friend? Oh, that's where you're going. I didn't know you you're targeting me. No, yes, you're going to be fine. You. That guy's getting peppered with fucking targets. He's gonna have one. From, you unfortunately from, picked from up a tiny human game. being from
1: a tiny human being. You, you'll yeah. be fine the rest I, of the way. I am terrified that we're catching back nine Adam Thielen at this point. Where, yeah, he's just he's just gonna come in on fumes. <laughs> so you you <laughs> traded for him at his peak, and now you're now you're worried already.
0: I yes, think it'll be I just I, fine.
1: I feel like I'm standing at the edge of oblivion, holding on to yeah. two shares of Adam Thielen. I, nothing can save me. Yeah. It's scary. Scary times. Speaking of scary times, the New York Giants go out to your backyard, Las Vegas Raiders, the Anto- fighting Antonio Pierces, and get drubbed 30 to six. Balanced as all things in life should be. We talked about this last year. The Giants looked like one of the biggest sham playoff teams last year. I don't care if they want to oh play. Oh, boy, game. were they. They won. They pulled out all the stops to have a winning record last year, and it's like it's the pendulum has swung all the way back in the other direction to where now someone named Tommy DeVito it looks to be their starting quarterback for the rest of the season. Um, also, Antonio Pierce is now 1-0 as a head coach, already a better head coach than Josh McDaniels ever was in the Did NFL. Did you see that? Locker room? Room yes, it was tremendous. <laughs> oh, oh, tremendous. But, it, it was a party. They,
0: Fucking hated Josh McDaniels. I I mean it's
1: like have you ever saw anyone like is there anyone on record that's ever spoken highly of Josh McDaniels? Mm. You just think about Bill, it like Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick, like like yeah, sure, right? Yeah, you know, as he like welcomes them back into the fold year, you know, time and time again. You know, he's dismantled the Broncos and Raiders franchises, like the AFC West needs to pay better attention. You and, uh, just can't let this guy in your building. Did you hear like how everything went down where they had like an, an open meeting and like the players yes. were just like slamming McDaniels and he like yeah. had Antonio Pierce like talk to them instead of him and Antonio Pierce shit on the Patriots? <laughs> and afterwards he what? said, Don't ever talk yeah. bad about the Patriots. And Mark
0: Davis. As, yeah. And that was supposed to yeah. be that was the last straw where Mark Davis it. said, Yeah.
1: Hey, fuck you. I want that guy. <laughs>
0: You know, you know what the thing with the Raiders that t- that scares the fuck out of me and and well, it doesn't scare me, but bad bad for future fantasy and whatnot. When they fired uh, Gruden and Rich Pasaccia came Pisaccia.
1: in, should have kept the team.
0: Love that guy. Mm-hmm. They should have kept them. Now they fire McDaniel's. They bring in uh, Antonio Pierce. The team seems to love that guy. I, I, I suspect because they're stupid, they're gonna fucking get somebody else after the year. I hope they don't. I mean, it's one game. This can totally fall apart, you know, (laughs) for the next half of the season. But for one game, they seem to respond. They seem to like him. He kind of has, he looks like a Raiders coach, right? You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? He's got, there's something Raiders y about that guy, which all point me in the direction of him not being the guy. Like they just have made some piss poor decisions and there's no reason it would stop now. Like, you know, Al Davis Sr said his biggest mistake ever was firing Art Shell. So how does he fix that? He brings him in when he's fucking washed in a terrible coach. Like, you you made the mistake, eat it. You can't bring him back now that he stinks. And and same thing with Gruden leaving and coming back. Like, no, 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 you had the good Gruden. You brought back bad Gruden (laughs) and, and Mayock. Like, they just make some horrific choices. And we're not even talking yeah, playing. Mean, they're Darius they, like Award Bay, yeah, fucking we, know, you know, that we know that we just know.
1: Yeah, we just know that they're gonna they're gonna fuck this up. Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> which gonna is gonna unfortunate. All this goodwill again, and then they're just gonna pull the pull the rug out from under them. Did you know that Antonio Pierce was the head coach at um, Powerhouse? I'm pretty sure it was a powerhouse Long Beach Poly High School. Yeah, for four years. I didn't um, know it so was four years. He went to Arizona State uh, before joining the Raiders. Yeah, so he was our coach. for years. Of, I, I heard so there's some stories. That's what I went, went, went searching for. There's some supposedly some. Yeah, he, he yeah. jumped ship from Arizona State because they were looking at him for uh, recruiting violations. Is that what so it was? He, I knew it was something. He threw, in
0: threw up the deuces and went to the NFL like Harbaugh's <laughs> going to do.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm off to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, should work out well. I mean. And it sounds like a Raider to me. I, I threw the name
0: out there. That—that's what I predict actually for the Raiders. I think Harbaugh gets some deep shit in, the, in college, and he comes back to the NFL, and the Raiders bring him in after his NFL coaching chops are fucking washed, and that sinks the ship out. And I keep saying Oakland, even though I live right down the street. Jesus, that, that sinks the, the, the ship. In, yeah. yeah, I can see the stadium <laughs> from my street. Yeah. I still think I still,
1: still think in Oakland. I mean, it just yeah. Oakland it sounds better, right? Listen, if I can think of anyone to pull such a stupid move, it'd be the orang, the the albino orangutan, Mark Davis. I mean, yeah, that guy would. Oh, I need to make a splash again. That's what the whole Gruden yep. hire was. I need to make a splash. Yep, in Vegas. I need to make no, a splash. I, I, Hardball. I'm pr- that's my prediction for what they're either going to overpay for Ben Johnson or Ben Johnson will turn him down. I could see that being a play, he's going somewhere. The OC of the Lions, he's gonna be Lions such a, a hot name. Um, idea. Yeah, I, I, one, I feel like this Raiders thing is going to come crashing down. I mean, this was the perfect game and team for them to go against. Fucking Antonio Pierce was a New York Giant, the New York Giants suck terribly, they were at home like. Everything went in their favor uh, this week to win this big game and, and make them look better than they probably are. They play – they really play this week. <laughs> They're home against the Jets uh, on Sunday night football. Uh, so now we're all going to have to watch that. Oh, that's so so terrible. The Jets are going to win that game because the Jets' defense is so good. Um, and the Raiders' defense isn't good enough to harass uh, old Zachy Wilson. And then after that, let's just do a quick canvas. At, at Dolphins, they should lose. Versus Chiefs, they should lose. By week versus Vikings, eh. Versus Chargers, they should lose. At Chiefs, they should lose. At Colts, good game. Versus Broncos, I uh, probably should lose. So they, I think we might get one or two more wins out of the Antonio Pierce error um, before they move on to uh, Harbaugh, John Harbaugh. So was it John or Jim? Why do I always get them backwards? It's John? John's a college one. Correct. No, yeah. Jim is college. Hey, Oh, okay. John is. Yeah, that's what I do. I do it wrong all the time. Same first initial two. Come on. Parents should be ashamed of themselves. (laughs) Give them an identity. All right. From that on to my game of the week. Daddy was in the house for those Dallas Cowboys heading to Philadelphia to lose 28 to 23 to my eight and one. Only eight and one team in the NFL. Philadelphia Eagles. Tony Pollard has not scored a rushing touchdown since week one, but has received 106 carries. Since that time, also, Mike McCarthy has officially broke another back. It's what he does. You should have known, John. He's a terrible human being, Um, and Tony Pollard deserves better. Also, in the last three weeks, CeeDee Lamb has seen 37 targets for 30 receptions, 466 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, he's an alpha. You're right. I said 466 receiving yards over the last three games. That's over 150 yards per game since they started moving around. It only took what, a month and a half, you know, end the whole offseason, end Mike McCarthy being there for seasons before that, (laughs) realize that you should move your best receiver around you know, and put him in in mismatches. It's just insane how advanced this guy is, right? He took all that downtime to reinvent himself, and he's just the same fucking guy.
0: He's propped
1: up by Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he's just now the worst quarterback in Dak. He now is the worst quarterback of his head coaching tenure, and this is what's coming of it. Yeah, Cowboys aren't that good. They're really not. Their defense is average. Their offense is above average. They're a one, probably a one and done playoff team, uh, in my opinion. You know, my 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 Dallas hate aside, you know, they just they're incomplete at best, and they need to fire Mike McCarthy. They should hire uh, Jim Harbaugh. Why not bring him in? That's what uh, that's what Jared likes to do. They're to Sunday Night Football. The yucky. It's all downhill from here, John. So we'll be quick. The Buffalo Bills head to Cincinnati. Yucky. To lose to the now five and three Cincinnati Bengals, twenty four eighteen. Joe Burrow is back, baby. During this current Bengals four game win streak, Joe Burrow has thrown at least two touchdowns in every single game and passed for at least two hundred and eighty three yards in three of four. Also, Jamar Chase, who's hurt his back and is now putting out these like cryptic, you know, reporter messages, is currently on pace for one hundred and ninety eight targets this year. Wow big number. All right, let's finish this oh, off God. with last night's game where the Los Angeles Chargers headed west. Monday night football to face off against the New York Jets. They beat the Jets 27 to 6. Both teams are now 4 and 4. Disgusting game. The Chargers had 220 total yards of offense it and won the sucked. game and won the <laughs> game by 21 points. Eckler scored two short rushing touchdowns, but also averaged a measly 3.4 yards per carry and dropped multiple passes in the game. Saw seven targets only had two receptions for 23 yards. It, this was ugly soup to nuts, just full ugh fest. If it wasn't for Darius Davis returning the punt for a touchdown, we might have actually had a football game last night. The, because uh, the Chargers I knew this. They didn't have to do anything. They just knew like, we <laughs> can't turn the ball over. As long as we don't, do that, we win this game. That's literally after they returned that punt. They literally just said, "Herbert, just don't throw an interception. We we win. This game's over."
0: I um, I had the game on in the other room, and it's probably a good place I, for it. I I declined to watch it. I went in my other room and kind of listened to it as it went on, and I was like, eh, "Fuck this! <laughs> this looks like shit. I'm out of here." Yeah, it was, I, uh, I made
1: the right decision. It was it was highly forgettable. It, it, it was. I mean, for someone who watched far too much of it, um, it's just uh, all of it was ugly. I mean, it just was. Like every time like Brees Hall had a good run, it was 100% there was a flag coming out. Like there was just there's like nothing the Jets could do to generate any momentum. Zach Wilson is all over the place. He's just so broke. Yeah, we're seeing Aaron Rodgers out there pregame, like ripping fifty yarders on the field. Oh, I didn't, like, I did not see that. Oh yeah, just like they're nothing. Yeah, is, Zach Wilson, us, it's over again. Like he's like, oh, he had like a short window, like just breathe some life back into his NFL career, and he just <laughs> coughed it away all over again. This awesome defense is losing their minds about how inept the offense is, but. That is one key stat. Hit us with some targets and trends, Johnny. So, yeah, not a a ton to
0: go through. Uh, Where am I? I lost my paper. Hold on one second. Damn it. All right, I'm back. Washington. Football. Team. Commanders. Whatever. Uh, Jameson Crowder. Trickling upward and and snaps and work. I've always been a fan of his. Uh, He's been a decent PPR guy, so worth keeping an eye on there moving to Tennessee Spears greater than Derrick Henry at this point Uh, they don't have a great matchup this week I'll get into that later but Spears is getting uh, more snaps than Henry for the last couple weeks and Kyle Phillips who's somebody that I liked last year too he's kind of been banged up but he's coming back and he's been on the field a little more so keep your eye on how they're Getting Kyle Phillips involved, especially if Traylon Burks is out for any significant amount of time. Seattle, Zach Charbonnet outsnapped Kenneth Walker. Uh, Again, two games in a row. Hasn't resulted in much production, but he is out there, so that's worth keeping an eye on. Eventually, this offense will hopefully score some points, so it'll be uh, interesting to see in a game like that if Charbonnet keeps getting the uh, workload on the field. The New York Jets, uh, Dalvin Cook completely dead. Ah, uh, seven snaps in this game following two games of eight and nine snaps. So they tried to trade him. Nobody was interested. Obviously. Uh, things look pretty bleak for him. So uh
1: if you can John trade him, it, look him game, to you. it was hilarious. They literally would run him in for a single play. He would get a carry and they'd immediately yank him off the field. Like it would like they're literally just saying, okay, your complaint is we will give you a couple carries. Like that was so it was so funny watching him get like, like uh, no, he's like glad handed. <laughs> like, okay, we'll, we'll give you more work. Like, it was it's yeah, sad. It's, like his whole offense is a disaster. Yeah, it's pretty awful. Um, staying
0: staying in the Big Apple, New York Giants. Uh, Tommy DeVito looks to be the starter with uh, Tyrod on short term injured reserve, and looks like Daniel Jones blew out his ACL. Uh, if you dig through their roster, you will find on their practice squad someone named old Matt Barkley, who I would assume they're going to get ready to play because Tommy DeVito fucking stinks. Uh, New England Patriots, DeMario Douglas, 83% snap share. Walk, do you know who their second highest snap receiver was this week?
1: I do, John. Oh, expect-
0: Jalen Rager, 77%. <laughs> There six six targets, hauled in Long one catch. for a measly 11 yards. And uh, how how much do kings they hate John. G- Kings stay kings, John. That's what they say. It would be nice to see him pop in New England, but the, the two weeks he's actually got some chances. He has sucked with them. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster can't out-snap. Jalen Rager into Mario Douglas. He was down at 36% snap share. They fucking hate that guy. (laughs) Good luck. Somebody offered me him in a trade. It it was a package deal, but it was for me to give up an early first. And Juju was part of it. Like we're in a fucking time machine. What is (laughs) it? 2018. You're out of your mind. Uh, Miami Dolphins. Jeff Wilson. (laughs) Jeff Wilson back from injury. His three games, seven, 19 and 11 snaps. So he's not getting involved. Salvan Ahmed seems to be the number two there. Um, I believe they're on the, they're on the bye coming up. A chain is expected to be uh, activated following the bye week So I think Wilson's little run here that people had their fingers crossed for is over. It's going to be a chain and most of the rest of the way for Miami, which, you know, that, that could be why Miami sucks so bad lately too. I mean, they're, they're missing him even though they didn't have him revolved when the year started. So it'll be interesting to see what they look like coming back in week 11 with, kind of all their weapons in place. The Las Vegas Raiders, Trey Tucker, another terrible Raiders draft pick, uh, saw 47% snap share this week, uh, caught two tar- two catches on three targets for 52 yards. Interestingly enough, 50, 52 yards, he led the team with that shit total. But they're getting him involved the last couple of weeks. Uh, I'm interested to see kind of where that goes. He is obviously the, the number three. And he should be behind uh, Jacoby Myers and, and uh, Devontae Adams. But they're getting him out there a little more. The Los Angeles Chargers. Um, so Quinton Johnson finally got a big workload. 83% snap share. Only got three targets, though. Caught two of them for a measly 14 yards. Everything I've been seeing, especially on Twitter, was like, God, ah, this guy's a bust. He stinks. He really hasn't gotten a chance. Now he got out there because Palmer was banged up. But the Jets... Fantasy defense or even real defense, it's super tough on receivers. No, no one has had a lot of success against them. So while people are down on him right now, I think you might be able to buy him on the on the cheap, especially this week with everybody sickened by his performance. So if you're interested in Quentin Johnston, I think this is the time to buy him because, I mean, he's not going to play many secondaries as good as the Jets. So I, I, I assume... Better things are ahead for him. Kansas City Chiefs been saying it week after week. Rashi the only productive
1: player in the entire Chargers offense. Who? Oh. Who are you talking about? Johnson again? Keenan Allen. <laughs> no, oh, Keenan Allen. Correct. But you were rolling. Sorry. Yeah, I got, you
0: I got, got confused. Kansas City. We keep talking about him. <laughs> Rashi Rice. Back to back games, leading them in snaps. They're going into the bye. If memory serves me correct. Kansas City usually comes out of the bye fucking hot. They they make their little team adjustments and everything. Rice is obviously emerging as the main receiving threat, you know, for the receivers. Kelsey's obviously always going to be number 1. If he can get a fraction of the targets they used to give Tyreek Hill to fill that role, he he can be a league winner down the stretch. I think I've said this for 3 weeks in a row. I love the future for him, even though I was not a fan of him coming in Uh, Houston. They're better without Bobby trees, man. When woods is out, they have Nico Collins tank. And and I've always liked Noah Brown. I think he's decent enough to be a number three. And you know, the couple games without woods, they've all played much better. They just put up this monster performance this week. I, I don't know what it's going to look like when woods is healthy again, if he ends up getting in the rotation, but I like what they have without him much more. And I think they see that too. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens with them going forward. When woods return uh, green Bay, you mentioned him. Jones finally healthy, had a monster game. So hopefully that continues going forward. He got the majority of the work this week, which he has not had since week one. So hopefully big things ahead down the stretch here. Cleveland in that 27-0 beating, uh, I think it was telling that Jerome Ford outsnapped Kareem Hunt 47% to 29%. In a game where you're beating the shit out of people, you rest your good players and your starters. So to me, the snaps in this game tell the opposite story. I think you want to get Hunt because I think he's going to have a good uh, <clears throat> run down the stretch here too as their main running back. And we've seen when he's mm. – healthy even now later in his career he's still very viable and in this offense he is and don't forget cleveland traded their snap leader receiver people's jones uh and the recipient of most of that work was cedric tillman he had 74 snap share only caught one of his one target he p- pulled it in for three yards so did nothing with it but people's jones wasn't doing shit either so it's not a role that's uh you're going to be interested in, but it's good to know he is on the field. Carolina Panthers, the last three games, Jonathan Mingo, 93% snaps, 99% snaps, 96% snaps. That guy is on the field the whole time. Three games, 12 targets, seven catches, 88 yards. He's out there, but doing nothing with it. I don't know if it's <laughs> the offense or him, or we talked about Young earlier. But not good for Johnny Mingo. Uh, Hayden Hurst, interesting enough, fifty-eight uh, percent snap share to Tommy Tremble's forty-four percent. This is after a week where Tremble was out there more than Hurst and got in the end zone. Coaching staff said, uh, you know, they want the guy that plays better, and at the time that was Tommy Tremble. I am now suspecting that was all bullshit coach speak to motivate uh, Hayden Hurst and get him back in the in the rotation more. So as much as I like Tremble a week ago. I think I'm pivoting back to Hearst because now I think it was just a, a way to get some fire under Hearst's ass Baltimore out of nowhere. Keaton Mitchell, 18% snap share uh, played 14 snaps, nine carries one thirty-eight and one. He's probably going to be the highest waiver wire pickup this week, but that game was kind of uh, is what it is. I don't see him taking the starting job from Gus Edwards, but he's done enough to probably wiggle his way in there and, and uh, Justice Hill probably takes the ding on that one and last and certainly least let's talk about the awful we, we've trashed the city let's trash the football team Atlanta Falcons uh, just some fun stats from this game Tyler Algier 12 carries to be John Robinson's 11 uh, wide receivers Carterell Hodge, 67% is their wide receiver one. And Van Jefferson, my guy, number two at 65%. Mm-hmm. These guys just all stink. They hate this team. And then John U. Smith, six targets to Kyle Pitts, number five. I mean, they just put... The worst guys out there they target them, they feature them while all the good guys are on the bench. I just, I mean, I'm just laughing. It's ridiculous how awful they are in <laughs> <And> their decision. <laughs> and that concludes my uh snaps and touches. And I had to do it when a last because I was even laughing as I wrote it down. I mean, it's literally backwards world, you can't believe it. You see it, it, it down, and it makes no
1: sense. It's extremely laughable. I'm trying to find this quote where um
0: it oh it, while
1: you're looking for it <laughs> i saw your tweet about carderel
0: hodge's size what the f- is this what's hat? going on there
1: <laughs> i don't know a lot of misinformation out there i'm like i'm pretty sure he's smaller i'm like he's not that big i mean yeah it's...
0: walk, walk <laughs> keep you in the loop walk had a tweet where yes there are several websites that say he's like 5'8", five, five, like 183 pounds. And there's other websites that have them at, like, six-two, two thirty, 230. Like, it's not even close. Like, they're two totally different people.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and these are, like, yeah, reputable sites. Like, one's NFL.com, another's, like, Sleeper, you know, oh, yeah, MFL.com and something else. Like, these are, like, the who's who of fancy football. And, they, like, they're, they're split down the middle. All right, so Arthur Smith on B. John Robinson his impact away from the ball can open things up that's that's a, that's a that's an arthur smith quote literally saying him not being anywhere near the ball helps this offense that's that's just translated for for the layperson out there this guy is an absolute narcissist it's it's crazy like he's just he's insane he's a, he's a crazy person
0: you can't make it make sense
1: no it's and he doesn't try to either. When people ask him questions, he looks at them like almost like they're like plebes. Like this is like medieval times, you know, it's like he's, he would love to behead somebody. Like he just, he just wants to like lock them in a dungeon, you know, and, and starve them to death. Like it's the, it's the reaction he's given. I'm like, how dare you question me? He cheat yeah. He chirped at Kurt Warner, who was like pointing out a couple plays and like, like, you know, like issues with it. And he's like, if Kurt wants to come and sit in a, in a room, and break down plays because he doesn't actually know what was supposed to happen that play. I'm like, no, but he knows what actually happened. Like, he, I mean, he, it's, he, he saw what happened, and it, uh, that's what he's talking about. Hey, okay, if, I mean, if what was supposed to happen didn't happen, that's on you, dummy. You're actually like you're you're double, you're you're helping support Kurt Warner's cause. Like, if your excuse well, is that they didn't do I the mean, right things, you're the coach, shithead. Your job is to have him do the right things.
0: And you I mean, you're talking about a Super Bowl winning. <laughs>
1: Hall of Fame two, quarterback. Th-
0: yeah. Not that I, yeah. not that I'm a big Warner supporter, but like, but exactly. It's not. It's not. He like, may know what he's talking about.
1: Yeah, it's not me, right? Where I'm like, oh, these two idiots both ran post routes. Like they're they're covering each other up. You're Like, no, okay. What do I know? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, these guys are running mirror routes on the same side. Like they're making it easy for the defense to cover them. Like, no. If Kurt Warner says it, yeah, okay. You got to at least give him, you know, a little bit of. Okay, he might be onto something here. Maybe, maybe I need to play my best players and give them the ball. Just saying. Yeah. Interesting times. All right, let's rock a little breakouts, busts, and buys as we are running a little long as we do uh, on the show. So I'm gonna I'm gonna save the narratives, but because I we've talked about just about all these guys. CJ Shroud's a quarterback breakout. Not that he hasn't before. Before seventy-five touchdowns, QB one overall. Good for him. You met, mentioned Keaton Mitchell. Yeah, it was garbage time, and yeah, it was Seattle, but. 138 yards and one touchdown on nine carries is, dare I say, Achain-esque. Who check check the Twitter streets? I uh, I threw the the Raz score comp out between him and him and Achain. Both undersized, super fast straight line guys. Mm-hmm. Not saying they're the same player, but Mitchell should be able to pass Justice Hill as the compliment back to Justice uh, to uh, Gus Edwards. Tank Dell was PPR wide receiver two last week, six for one fourteen and two, as the primary beneficiary of CJ Strouds. Um, Massive game, and uh, I think C.J. Stroud should also add assistant GM to his resume at this point in time because he is the sole reason that Tank Dell is in Houston. And lastly, Luke Musgrave, finally tight end nine. He gave us a tight end one week, scored his first touchdown of the season and averaged 17 yards per reception to boot. So, they were my three breakout players on the week. Quick question for you. Tank Dell,
0: I got a team with Tank Dell and Nico Collins, and each week I'm like, uh which one Make am i gonna decision. go with yeah. i i think from here on out i just start them both and don't even think about it right i mean
1: just with what that offense is doing yeah they're a throw yeah. first offense you know you're getting behind the quarterback like yeah i mean i i don't think that Noah brown's going to continue to do what he did and i'm not really that worried about robert woods he was brought in to like stabilize stroud like if, being a rookie so it's, yeah it's, it's,
0: I, I feel <laughs> like one pops every week and
1: one Does enough to like
0: not get you a zero. Like I'm gonna get thirty points between the two of them. Whether one of them gets twenty and ten, then we flip it the next week. It seems like it's a you know, combined it's a safe thirty every week.
1: I mean I mean John Nico's down game this past week was three for fifty four and a touchdown. No one's talking about him. He was the fourth pass catcher in this offense. You know, and he still he still put up fourteen point four fantasy points. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, this team is is starting to hum. And I was going to say, this was a real breakout game. But, I mean, they put up 37 on the Jaguars. They put 30 on the Steelers already this year. Like, they have multiple 30-point performances already. Crazy, too. We Trout. thought they
0: were going to be a defensive team. <laughs> they brought in D'Amico Ryan's. We're like, oh, they're going to really – this defense is going to beat teams, and this offense is going <laughs> to struggle. And the offense is fucking humming, like you said. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, they brought in that uh, PFF guy in to be their OC, and he's, just, being, he's uh, just pressing all the right buttons right now. Yeah. So, interesting enough. Um, also, you mentioned something that I wanted, didn't want to go unrecognized. So, the Eagles and Chiefs are both on bye this week. They come back to face each other on Monday Night Football on November 20th. Andy Reid, I'm pretty sure, has never lost off the bye. But Correct. But he's also catching another team off the bye, which I don't know if that's that common that yeah you know, the the Super Bowl rematch Monday night football in Kansas City has both teams fresh off the bye so that's gonna be a fucking that's gonna did, be I thought he did not
0: know I think he finally I thought that streak finally ended. I think he lost last year or the year before. I believe that did, did finally break yes.
1: I could I be wrong but I then he has won. I feel <laughs> pretty sure. Yeah I mean I just remember it was that was a thing here in failure. Just like, okay, well, we're we're gonna win this one. Um, including regular season bye weeks, he has a twenty-seven and four record all time hmm. after the bye. So he's lost more than one, but he must have had like a pretty strong record. Dating back to his tenure as the Eagles head coach, this was from twenty two, Andy Reid has a whopping twenty and three regular season record after the bye. So, I don't know. Yeah, so Guess now he's all time twenty-seven and four, but I don't know how he'd have picked up that many games if they said he was twenty and three in twenty twenty two. But nonetheless, he, he says a high winning percentage coming out of the Baya. He he very much spends every waking minute over those two weeks just crafting new ways to create offense.
0: Yeah. And and, and you know, secondary is is been suspect. I, I think if I think there's a lot of points early. in this game rashi rice breakout performance there you go
1: All
0: right, hit me with some guys john all right this week sleepers and fades i like it. gino smith coming back against that dog shit washington secondary uh mac jones did nothing against him but i think gino and seattle can kind of write the ship against them not necessarily a sleeper now he's been named the starter and everyone was on him a week ago but we just saw what CJ Stroud did. Let's see what Will Levis does against this Tampa Bay secondary. That'll be interesting. And Taylor Heineke against Arizona. Seems like a good matchup. I do do like Heineke. Little, you know, d- does enough to get you the fantasy points. Uh, running backs, not a ton this week. Not really a sleeper, but I like both running backs in the Thursday night game, Roshan Johnson and Chuba Hubbard, kind of sleepers against each other. Both those defensives are very suspect to the run. And if. Big if, if Buffalo activates Leonard Fournette, I like Fournette to come out and run all over Denver. So put a little star on that one because the guy has to be on the roster to make it happen, but would be a nice spot for him to get his legs under him because they fucking stink. Wide receivers, Uh, Jaden Reed should go off against Pittsburgh. They've been pretty shitty. Uh, Breakout game for Jamison Williams against this awful Chargers secondary. If Zay Jones is back from injury, I do like Zay Jones against the 49ers. And you're going a little deeper. I like Alex Pierce to go off against New England. And Trey Palmer's got a good matchup versus Tennessee. I'm I don't know about you. I'm falling in love with Trey Palmer more and more every day. That guy is pretty good. I think um, moving to tight ends, I, I put Irv Smith, but th- it was a weird game this last game with Cincinnati. So let's just say Irv Smith slash. Any Cincinnati tight end against Houston? Houston has been pretty bad against tight ends so far. And I'm going to go back to the Tommy Tremble well on Thursday Night Football. Chicago's been bad against tight ends. And then moving to guys to fade. I hate Deshaun. I, everyone. So everyone in the. I, as I went through this list, I kept putting the same names from the same game. I don't like anyone in the Baltimore Cleveland game that has. <laughs> that has three to 10 written all over it. As I kept going spot by spot, I'm like, don't like Deshaun Watson. I don't like Zay Flowers. I don't like Amari Cooper. So anyone in that game, I am staying away from if I can. Andrews and Joku both have terrible matchups. All their wide receivers have, because they're both just strong defensive teams. It's a division game. Those division games in that AFC North tend to be dog shit. So I would not play anyone. Even Lamar Jackson this week, just like you said, and they'll probably all explode like happened to you the last time. But that is neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> I don't like Russell Wilson against Buffalo on Monday Night Football. If uh, Fields comes back, I don't like him against Carolina. And I don't like, I didn't like Dak against the Giants, but after this last Giants game, I'm going to scratch that because they are just falling apart. Anyone could probably go off on them. On ah, to the running backs. If you play in a standard league, I do not like Austin Eckler this week. He'll probably get there PPR, but Detroit's been tough against the run. He's not going to get much there. Uh, I don't like Matson, even though he's going to get a shit ton of work against that Saints defense who have been stopping running backs all year. And if James Conner does get activated, I do not like him against an Atlanta defense. Wide receivers, Devontae Adams against the Jets. I just mentioned this Jets secondary a week ago, shutting teams down. Uh, Raiders are coming off this high of highs. I suspect a crash. So I don't like many of the Raiders, but I don't think Adams has a good week. Uh, I don't like Jamar Chase against Houston. We just talked about them. They've been pretty good against wide receivers and Garrett Wilson against Vegas. I just don't see a ton of quality passing in that game. Uh, tight ends. It's a bad week for the middle. Luke Musgrave, the Kate Ottens, the Ferguson's Ingrams, John Smith, and Pitts. Anybody in the middle has a pretty tough matchup. So take your high-end guys or take some deeper sleepers because those guys in the middle seem to all have shit matchups. And real quick, a couple guys to run through on waivers or trade targets. I I mentioned them earlier. I love Kyle Phillips. Uh, Minnesota just lost acres. Uh, The guys behind Mattson all stink. There's a chance they activate uh, Dwayne McBride from the practice squad. Not a a receiving threat at all, but he he could be interesting in the red zone. I'd like to see what he can do if they call him up. Um, I mentioned Cedric. I didn't mention Cedric Wilson got some action with Miami. Finally, I I liked him in Miami and they started trading for other players and acquiring other guys. So he kind of fell down on the depth chart, but I do like him as a player. I want to go a little deeper. Goddard broke his arm for your Philadelphia Eagles. The guys at the, Calcaterra and Jared Stoll suck. They did acquire Albert O. And I – look, he could actually be good in that offense. I'm very, very interested to see if he gets on the field with them. And I also mentioned Matt Barkley. I don't see how Tommy DeVito starts several games in a row. I think they activate Barkley and he gets in there just because he's got the experience. Um, Jalen Tolbert and Khalil Shakur should also be traded targets for you i think they have brighter futures ahead of them tolbert finally got in the end zone his snaps have been creeping up uh you know cooks kind of sucks gallup has let you down recently i and we i like tolbert coming out takes these guys a couple of years he's getting his feet under him and they're finally using him so there's some guys you could try to acquire but albert O to me is very interesting
1: Yeah, beautifully said. Mm -hmm. I mean, you mentioned Matt Barkley twice now and it just makes me realize the Barkley brothers remember like it was like the Scott Fishbowl thing a few years ago of drafting Matt Barkley in the first round and then try to make the playoffs. Uh, You remember that one? Like yeah. a mirror, like Matt Barkley caught wind of it, you know, and and like oh, that's right, he got yeah. involved. You know, there was like like there was like donations or some shit like that. Like Alberto actually played his first game week nine, which is interesting. He was active, but he hadn't seen yeah. the field. Um You're right, Stoles more the blocking guy. Calcaterra just hasn't happened, even though I would like the player. Um, So it's going to be interesting. I just think they end up going with like probably more Julio Jones in, in the in the meantime. It's currently you know, possible. Like a big slot guy. Um, <clears throat> when Goddard was out last year, it was a boon for uh, Devonta Smith. And I think that's going to happen, but we're also, they have a bye this week. So we're already, you're already getting a week, you know, kind of off of that broken forearm recovery, but I'm, I'm there with you. It's, um, it's, it's an offense you want pieces of, but they're just going to, I just think they hyper concentrate. It's all Devonta Smith and AJ Brown, maybe a little bit more than a running back. I just don't see how we're, how we're getting like volume. I want to see it. I'm, I'm a truth or a, I still got him in a couple spots for goodness sake. Um, but I just don't think that it's gonna happen. You were also talking about these low scoring games, particularly like the Baltimore Cleveland game and not won any piece of it. There's six NFL games that have a total of less than 40 points this week. And Cleveland and Baltimore are are certainly one of them. It's a lot of uh ugh, this week. So um, I'm, I'm with you in avoiding some of those <clears throat> matchups, especially these like divisional games where you know they they get ugly, they just always do. And you're right, someone could win it like 12 to 7, you know, type thing where you know, hopefully you get the one guy that scores a touchdown. Um, you, you, you nailed your uh, your uh, starts and sets, phase, whatever, whatever you're calling. So, I'm just going to throw out a couple buys in the town and get us out of here. So, quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, um, rest of the season, um. Don't know that there's any long-term viability in him, but I am a little interested. I like his weapons. Um, you know, he's got Devonta, he's got um uh Devontae Adams, he's got Jacoby Myers, he's got Hunter Renfro, he's got Michael Mayer, he's got Josh Jacobs out of the backfield. It seems like the team wants to play again. Um, I still think you get him super cheap. I'm not under the delusion that he's like the long-term answer in las vegas but with all these quarterbacks going down with injury i think you could probably get him reasonably cheap still in a super flex league even if he just helps you out for the rest of this year and might have some flip value going forward running backs tajay spears he's running back 39 on the season and he's touched the ball 61 times like this kid would explode if anything happened to derrick henry and I believe there's a world where Derek Henry isn't uh, a Titan next year. They tried to trade him before the trade deadline, and just there were no takers, I guess, due to the asking price. So there's a future where Tajay Spears is the, the lead dog you know, with Will Levis in a kind of rejuvenated Titans offense, I would still be putting feelers out on Tajay Spears, maybe second round picks, see if you can pry him away from the current owners. You mentioned Zach Charbonnet, he's a running back 59 and only 41 touches on the year, missed some time with injury, but you know, Kenneth Walker's nicked up already. Charbonnet's starting to out snap him in games. I just think there's a there's a world where in the back half of the season, Charbonnet is the more valuable running back of the two, and that just hasn't happened yet. A lot of people aren't looking at snaps, right? So you're just looking at a guy that's not really touching the ball. You know, 41 touches on the whole season. Make yeah. a play on Charbonnet. You mentioned Jalen Tolbert. He's my list, you know, for wide receiver. He ran the same amount of routes as Michael Gallup, and he out-targeted both Michael Gallup and Brandon Cooks on Sunday. He saw a target on 22% of his routes, which was second on the team to only CeeDee Lamb, who had a 31% targets per route run. They're trying to get Tolbert involved because they're not getting what they want out of Michael Gallup or Brandon Cooks. Cooks so, is <clears throat> He's done. He's cooked. I mean, is that no, oh. no pun intended. It's he's finally hit the wall. I, I traded you know, a second.
0: Yeah. I
1: I liked him. I go, Oh man, him opposite CD lamb. Like he just thousand and six. He's going to do it. You know, like, you know, they just no. he's, he, he looks bigger and slower and older. And, you know, I, I think it's finally, it's finally called up to him and Tolbert, who was a developmental kid out of what South Alabama, you know, that just couldn't, you know, and adjust to the NFL life in year one, and then everyone forgot about him. There's a world where he's their wide receiver, too, you know, by season's end. Um, seem to be sour, souring on Gallup. He's probably going to have a contract they're going to make a decision on soon. And Cooks, I'm pretty sure, is a one year rental um, yeah. for them. So go add you some Jalen Tolbert if he's out there at the tight end position. Dan Ballinger, I've talked about this dude since. Last year, um Darren okay. Waller came in and you know kind of nerfed him for a little bit, but Waller's now IR'd. I believe that Waller's one and done in New York. He has a very cuttable contract. It saved like seven million dollars by releasing him. It didn't work. I don't think they're going to just try and you know f- spin it back up next year. I can see the Giants trying to you know bottom out and try and get a top draft pick to take a new quarterback and move on from Daniel Jones. I don't. I don't think there's a you know there. I think there's a world where they can find themselves in the top two or three picks in the NFL draft. They're that trending that way. yeah. And Bellinger just provides a ton of not only rest of the season upside because of whether it's DeVito or Barkley throwing him passes, there's going to dump it to the tight end and then appeal going forward, you know, in these super flex dynasty leagues. So I've held Bellinger in a ton of places, you know, and he's probably out on a wire in, in shallower leagues. I think go pick him up in dynasty for real, you know, obviously. And, uh, yeah, and holding hope on, on him. He's one of those later-round tight ends that I had on my on my hit list this year. And assuming that at some point Darren Waller was going to get injured again, and it's already happened twice for Waller, you know, this offense is just so broken that Daniel Bellinger hasn't been able to do anything. And that's who I got on buys Johnny.
0: Yeah, so that, that'll wrap it up. We went a little long, but had some uh, hope. Had some fun along the way. Hopefully you thought so. But that'll do it for us this week. Thanks for checking it out. We are the fantasy 40, and we oh bleh, I screwed this fucking up at the end. Damn it.
1: You're so close, John. <sighs> you, almost land, you almost this. landed the plane.
0: Right to a fucking mountainside. Hmm. I'm Kobe Bryant's pilot. Yeah, you're gonna say <laughs> could have lots of people died. Could have been the big bopper. So close. Could've, could have gone old school. All
1: right. Yeah. Richie Valens. Right.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> so that will do it for us today. Thanks for checking it out. For myself, John Abari, my co host, Matt Walker, and our friends at Expand the Box Score, we are the Fantasy 40, and we are out of here. Could have been the title. Yeah, I
1: mean, it was it was wasted. Yeah, it was that it was just for us? It was fucking good.
0: <laughs> I mean, as long as they do getting get a fight, I'll be fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, odds so of that happening you at your job or you know. high hundred percent. John's gonna be slowly backing away until another card.
0: Well, fortunately, <laughs> I'm I'm the boss, right? So yeah, true. instead of me always getting in there like I always have, I can just be like, "All right, guys, get them, <laughs> get us, so, get in there." Yeah,
1: <laughs> I can't do it anymore. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah.